So from one other question for you, Ben, as farmers who have their lending already in place, they've got their line of credits renewed and stuff set up, go get your crop in. And then, and then at that point, let's have a conversation if we want to discuss some additional opportunities on the lending side. Yeah, I think, you know, we're sitting here on the 18th day of March and 96% of our ag customers have their lines of credit set up. They're ready to farm. Um, you know, we're going to have some turmoil for another 30 days and that puts us at planting time. Put the crop in, get your, get your farming done, and then come on into the bank after that uh, during the summer months. And then let's really sit down. You present what you want, you have in mind for a goal as far as your operation and pay, and, and payments and, uh, give us an opportunity to analyze that. But, uh, like I said, there's really no push right now because with the interest rates dropping as fast and hard as they have and the federal reserve and, and the and the government concerned about uh keeping our economy alive and trying to get through this virus uh and this economic cycle uh this there's going to be plenty of time to work through some things and so the most important thing is if you're ready to farm go get the farming part done make sure your production is going to be there and then come on in and we'll discuss interest rates and debt structure options at that time yeah let the dust settle and then, and then yeah. there's going to be an opportunity to to get some things figured out to make sure we're optimizing our capacity um with with our borrowed money yep i agree that's good welcome everybody for another episode of the agview pitch and today we're gonna have a little conversation on lending with all of the crazy stuff that's going on in the environment right now with the stock market going nuts and interest rates going down and people going crazy and buying a lot of toilet paper and all kinds of crazy things but uh, we want to slow it down a little bit here try to wrap our brains around some reality and some real things that are going on so today you've got chris barron here and we're gonna have a conversation with ben pagel and he works in uh, northeast iowa and uh, is with northeast security bank and uh, Ben, I'd like to have you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your history as a lender, and we want to get into a conversation about some of the craziness that's going on in, in the economic environment, but some things that as farmers and producers that we can do uh, to make sure that we're not going crazy and that we're doing some good things and making good decisions when everybody's fearful. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I've worked at Northeast Security Bank for uh, 32 years. I'm currently the president and CEO. Um, so my direct lending is not what it used to be. Um, I still am involved in credit decisions and uh, do a lot of mentoring of our loan officers right now. We, we have a staff of about 15 or 16 loan officers and they're doing, they do a great job. Um, you know, you asked about the rate environment, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, right now, uh, in the middle of, uh, a pandemic, a black swan event, as you referred it, uh, the market, <clears throat> the interest rate market doesn't have any rhythm. Uh, and so nobody wants to make any real decisions. I mean, the Fed came out and, and made some historic moves, dropped 100 basis points uh, a week and a half ago, and then dropped 100 basis points Sunday night. And uh, so everybody immediately thinks, well, that reduced my interest costs. Well, actually, in the in the home market, interest rates have gone up 
uh, about 75 basis points in a matter of about eight days. Part of that reason is, is because there uh, is such demand to refinance that the appraisers can't get to get the work done, the abstractors and the mortgage underwriters can't. So you've got companies like uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that are actually raising rates. Plus you have people working from home because of the pandemic to slow their, so they raise rates to slow down the refinancing boom or glut. The other thing is the credit markets have to react. And so that takes time right now. Nobody um, in the credit market and whether it's a local bank or whether it's a, the bond people that that uh, securitize these loans, they don't know where the rates should be. There's every, everything is in flux. So my advice would be to wait a week to 10 days, let things calm down. And then I think interest rates will kind of stabilize. And then you can and then you talk about, you know, refinancing, restructuring debt. Um, and that's a good thing. But right now we're in such turmoil financially as far as what what is what is really happening that uh, there's there's really nothing to do at this point, but be patient. There is going to be a time to do it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not this week. So Yeah, and with all the crazy stuff going on, I mean, I think that's really good advice because we need to let the dust settle, so to speak, and we not, we're not even probably clear through this event, this black swan event, as you put it, you know, where things are just in flux and they're changing yet as well. So that's probably something we need to be stepping back. So as... As you look at it from a lender, as a farmer, as a producer, what's the advice you would give then as a lender if if from the farm side of things we're scratching our head and, okay, well, we wait a week or we wait a while, you know, what's what's the best way to initiate that conversation? What should we be asking our lenders about and be, and, and be bringing up to the lender as far as, you know, trying to figure out um, – where's our interest rate opportunity at, you know, if, if the lenders are still scratching their head. Yeah. I think, uh, the most important thing you can do is you need to, you need to call and make an appointment. But when you come in, uh, it, do, it shouldn't be a conversation. Well, I heard rates went down and I want my rate lowered. I think if you come in with a plan, like, you know what, I've analyzed my cash flow, and I've got some intermediate debt on some equipment that maybe I could st- and my cash flow's tight. If I stretch that out, it lowers my overall payments twenty-five or $30,000 a year or 50000 whatever the number is. And that helps my operation cash flow going forward. So be proactive and analyze your own situation so that when you come in, you don't put the onus on the lender so much as you say, what I'm trying to accomplish by asking you to lower my rate and maybe re-amortize my debt is I'm trying to help my operation cash flow better and be stronger for the future. And also to take advantage of opportunities that may arise in the future. And if you can do that, that really helps your lender uh, when they sit down and really start crunching your numbers and saying, okay, does this make sense? Can we get this approved through the loan committee or whatever committee, whatever loan approval process there is? Uh, If you're proactive on your end, it really speeds up the process. And that, that's really important. Yeah. So, you know, with that said, that's really good and everything. Now, if we look at the short term structure and challenges we all have, and, and we talked offline a little bit ago about just where commodity prices are at right now and the difficulties of cash flow, um, putting some of those together are really going to make it evident, I think, as to why maybe some of us are going to need to 
have that conversation with our lenders, right? As far as, okay, you know, depending on where, where this commodity price goes and, and how things look going in into this year, um, it, it could get real critical in some of the operations. Uh, what kind of throughput or capacity do the lenders have if, you know, it's no different than you think of the medical, you know, they talk about all the hospitals are going to be inundated, you know, do you view anything like that occurring? And, and if, if farmers, you know, in a week or two, all of a sudden we start getting in the field and we start getting busy and we need to be having a, a lender conversation, but we also need to be putting the crops in and things too. So is there a window of opportunity from your perspective that you see that, you know, hey, if we if we wait a week or two and we do our math and we're analyzing things from a farmer's perspective, we probably need to let the dust settle a little bit too to analyze, okay, where, where are the commodity markets at? a little bit of time to, to sit down and go through those cash flows a little better and look at our debt structure and our debt repayment capacity and how that relates to cash flow, all of those things. So I guess what I'm asking is, is there a, a window of opportunity that we don't want to let pass? Or do you feel like, you know, three, four weeks, a month even later, we could come in and still have the same opportunities that we, uh, that we may have in a week or so? Or do we, do we need to panic and be knocking the doors down now? <laughs> I don't think you need to panic at all. I think the window of opportunity is going to continue to be here for for six months. Um, you know, I think you may. It's a good idea to make that initial contact with your lender and say, "Here's what I'm thinking <clears throat> and why." And then, uh, if we do get into an early planting season, all all your lenders, uh, we've always said we want our farmers out farming when when the time's right, and we'll pick it back up when you get got caught up. Um, or we can come out and see you some evening. Uh, we, we always make ourselves very available and very flexible. Uh, so that's not a problem. But uh, this window of opportunity is not going to go away quickly. Uh, with it's, what's happened in the financial markets, uh, there's going to be time to react and recover. And then uh, just to one more thing that I would talk when you're talking about uh, reamortizing debt or uh, restructuring, I always tell, told my kids, I said, figure when they bought their first car or their second car, figure out how long it's going to take to pay for that, whether it's three years or four years, and then ask ask your lender or your banker for five years. Always get it a little bit longer, even though you think you can pay it off in three. Always give yourself a little more flexibility because things in life happen. Uh, the furnace goes <clears throat> out, etc. Same thing on on farming. Uh, Figure out how fast you can pay for a piece of equipment or farm and, get, and ask for a little more longer term because things in life happen. Like mm-hmm. you may have to put an engine in a tractor or, oh, you know what, we really need to tile this 40 acres to make it more productive. And so uh, longer terms uh, is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a really smart business decision. And so uh, really start looking at your, your credit terms and all your loans and your financing. The opportunity is not going to go away quick. Uh, there's going to be opportunity you know, all summer long to, to be able to refinance at, at probably lower rates. Well, and the benefit of that as well is if you can g- couple that with where the interest rates may be more attractive than what they currently have, and you stretch that out a little bit further, not only does it lower your payments, but it lowers that ov- overall, you know, interest. Maybe you're paying the same amount of interest, but you're, like you said, you're buying yourself a bunch of time and some some uh, risk mitigation potentially like said you get into a year of really tight cash flow you're still going to have debt payment capacity that will allow you to continue to function as a business yeah and a lot of uh, 
People say, well, you just want me to stretch out my loan so that I pay you more interest over the life of the loan. And <clears throat> our comment is get the, get the payment down where it works, but we don't charge a prepayment penalty for if you have a great year and you want to pay an extra 25 or 50,000 on your land note. We're, we're almost as happy as you are that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we want our customers to be successful. So if you have that two or three year period where prices really appreciate and you're profitable and you want to pay ahead, we encourage that. Mm -hmm. But from a defensive standpoint, stretch it out till you know you can make it work. And then if things really start working for you, just go ahead and pay ahead. And you know what? That's great. That's what we want our customers to think about and, and think about doing. Yeah. So as far as, you know, moving ahead uh, into this year, obviously there's a lot of crazy stuff, maybe still to even happen yet. Um, is there any advice or anything additionally, you know, we've been talking about restructure and interest rates and those kind of things from a lending perspective and communication as a producer to a lender. Is there any advice from your perspective as a lender to say, hey, producers, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that, um, from whether it's communication or, or whatever it is um, in that relationship between us as producers and, and you guys as lenders? Well, as far as the relationship, um, here's what we've I've told my customers for 32 years. I don't care how good it is or how bad it is. Please tell me how it is, mm -hmm. and we usually can figure a way through it. And so that open communication with your lender is really important in mm -hmm. good in good times and bad times. Mm -hmm. That that is the utmost uh, important thing is you can communicate. The other thing I would stress in this type of environment where commodity prices and finan the financial markets have dropped drastically in the last 10 days, I really think it's important for farmers, uh, producers of grain, uh, corn and soybeans in our area. It's probably the the right time to write down a marketing plan. In other words, analyze your costs and say, what is my break even? And if corn gets to this price, I'm going to sell X amount of bushels. If beans get to this price, I'm going to set, sell this amount of bushels. If they go up a dime higher, I'm going to sell this many more. If you if you have the discipline to write that down, a lot of times uh, that leads to the discipline to follow through with that plan. Mm. And that's what I think a lot of people in a panic situation, they lose sight of a plan. Mm -hmm. And so have a written plan, maybe even discuss it with your partner, whether that's your wife or your business partner or your son. Uh, make sure you discuss that so everybody knows this is our plan going forward. Mm -hmm. The other thing that does is it makes you take a step back and breathe deep and calm down and realize uh, probably these market reactions to the coronavirus coronavirus, uh, COV-19, whatever, <laughs> uh, uh, is probably overreaction. Right. And if you stay patient, you stay diligent, and uh, don't lose your focus, mm -hmm. I think you'll probably be just fine. Yeah. So that's all really good advice and everything. And, and I want to ask a question, shift gears just a little bit, you know, as, as producers and as borrowers, um, we also want to feel secure that our lenders are are strong and that they're going to be there and stuff. Do you see any, any risk or are there any issues out there with any lending institutions we should be concerned about? Or are there anything that you see going down the path as we move forward with all of the issues and the, the challenges to the economy moving forward that are threats that we should be cognizant of as borrowers as or as producers that might be something down the path or, or 
just thought I'd throw that question out there for you. Uh, I, I'm really only prepared to speak for our own institution as far as financially. Uh, I think we're, we're solid. I will tell you from an industry standpoint, uh, the FDIC and their insurance fund is fully funded. Uh, they're in a good shape. Um, you know, I, as I go to meetings and talk to uh, state regulators and the FDIC regulators, uh, they feel pretty good about where farmers are at and where, where the lenders are at. So uh, overall, I don't see any, any, any clouds on the horizon. Uh, the one thing I will say is look for a lender that's not afraid to really ask you the true questions. If, uh, you don't want a salesman as a lender. Uh, anybody can go out with the cheapest rate and sell money. But mm-hmm. you want a lender that's going to ask you the hard questions that makes you think about your operation and makes you really understand your operation and who's always going to be there, no matter what the rate environment is, always going to be there for their customer. Because like I said, anybody can be a salesman when times are good, but when times are bad, uh, you know, then they take off on you. And uh, you want to have a lender that's going to be there through the thick and the thin, the good and the bad. Good advice. And so um, I guess the only other question I really have for you is there anything I haven't asked, you know, is um, what do you, any, any, things that you want to want to speak to the producers out there from a lending perspective that I haven't brought up or anything that you think is pertinent that we discuss yet? You know, again, just, uh, the, the, the open communication. Uh, I think that in this, the times we're in right now, it's really important that your, your lender knows where you're at and you need to understand what your lender's thinking in regards to your operation. And if you don't feel you got the, the a good answer, then ask again. And if you didn't get the answer that you liked or wanted, maybe I would encourage you to go get a second opinion from another lender. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll get an answer that's totally different, but sometimes you may get the same answer. And then Mm -hmm. that just verifies that your lender is thinking clear and Mm -hmm. as other lenders would. Uh, Second opinions are not a bad thing. uh, But, uh, you know, we as lenders, we value our relationships with our customers, our farmers, and you as a farmer and a customer, you should value your lender's input and relationship as well. And if you don't have that relationship, then you probably should look for a different relationship. Mm-hmm. So. And, I, and I, I would echo that. I mean, one thing we've always said at AgView Solutions is it's important to make sure that you have a lender on the bench too, because sometimes things do change. And a lot of times, like you said, you have that relationship with that specific lender, maybe that institution or whatever, but sometimes things can change. And so you really want to have a backup plan. Um, I remember back in the 80s, and this isn't the 80s, hopefully, but uh, it's different. But, you know, having a situation where all of a sudden the the lending institution is no longer going to be there or the lender themselves with that personality is all of a sudden out of there and maybe you have the relationship and that specific lender understands your situation somebody else steps in and they're not the same person, you know, it's just very different. So I think just to echo what you said, I've always been a firm believer of having a lender on the bench, so to speak, so that you're ready to go. If in fact your current lender isn't, isn't able to be there. I think that's good advice. Um, I have a friend who is a farmer in Minnesota and he said that he had a, a, his lender left. And I said, did you follow your lender? And he said, no, I didn't because the community bank I dealt with, uh, the senior management, the the people running the bank, their core values aligned with mine. Right. And I really <laughs> stayed, I, I stayed with those core values. So 
Again, it goes back to the individual borrower. What are your core values? What's important to you? And if that lender lines up, then that's probably where you should be. Great advice, and uh, I think we're we're going through some challenging times, and uh, um, I know you guys um, had to close some lobbies in most of the banks uh, across the U.S., I think, or having to do some crazy things in times that things that we've never seen. Have you ever seen anything like this that we're dealing with right now that you can speak to? Uh, no, we had a meeting yesterday about this, and I told, um, told our staff and, and our employees and officers, in 32 years, I've never seen anything like this, uh, but it does make life interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the, the only the comment I guess I'll leave with you is uh, tough times never last, but tough and resilient people do. And so calm down, take a breath, hang in there. We'll get through this. Yeah, that's great advice. And I, I uh, would like to thank you, Ben, for uh, your time today and for your information. And uh, again, to all the listeners, if you guys have questions or would like us to have some more conversations around the lending uh, and that kind of information, we'll be sure to bring that to you. And uh, thanks again, Ben. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Chris. Enjoyed it. You bet. And thanks again, everybody. And we will catch you next time on the AgView Pitch.